1: Fabulation of
0: Welcome to another episode of uh, Tales from the Forlorn Dopes. I am one of your hosts, Cyber Smiley.
1: Greetings, programs. I am the other one of your hosts, Wisdom.
0: And I think today we can start off with what is on everybody's mind, which is why is a baker's dozen 13? You can't box it symmetrically. It's just totally wrong. Of course, I am joking. We are going to talk about, um, <clears throat> did you guys just start? Yes, we did, John. Um, we're going to start talking about what happened yesterday, right? Which was CDPR coming along and um, dropping some interesting news for us, which was, I think, the first is Runners coming out next week.
1: Mm-hmm. i totally excited about that it, it, it's looking better and better to me
0: yeah um and the other thing that they mentioned was uh, the dropping of uh update 1.6 uh which we'll get to because that can be in our hands and the expansion a trailer to the expansion so it's going to be very interesting for that um, here, a cat in the background. I can stop that off. And we can suppress that. Uh, anyway, so cat in the background. Yeah, and uh, I don't know which which one do we want to tackle first. Unlike our reactions. Well,
1: I mean, let's let's tackle the big one first. Uh, let's let's go right ahead and start talking about Patch One Point Six.
0: a few updates and I know some people had thought that patch 1.6 is going to be or I think there was miscommunications from CDPR that 0.6 is going to be the last update which from what I could tell from the stream was not necessarily the case but anyways
1: Oh, okay updates. let's let's clarify it's it's the, it's supposed to be the last patch we're still getting the yes. the great big update next year um just well so we an don't want expansion to
0: there, there's a difference between an expansion and an update and it was very sure we, we, we'll talk about that after we go over the patch um so the patch brought in three new missions technically i would consider four new missions because there is a mission to go and find um david's jacket I consider that a mission because you have to talk to one of your fixers and discuss with him about how to uh, about David and the old crew and it's an interesting uh, questline you get a few texts I don't know if any of these missions are gonna have like follow-up or not necessarily follow-ups but just fallout like some quests do, in which you get texts randomly in the future. So that's going to be interesting to uh, figure out. Uh, the next is a bunch of new weapons. One of the weapons I'm afraid I have yet to play around with because the tunes I had did not have a strength of 15, which is a requirement. And that's for the hypercritical iconic precision right yet to play around with it, so I really don't know what that thing does.
1: But I have yet to find it, so...
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah, and the crossover. So, if you're on the quest for David's Jacket, there is a teaser for the cartoon. Great. So, definitely do that quest. Um, it starts off in Rancho, I think. Or, or somewhere around there. Um, it's near one of the mega build- buildings, but definitely a quest to do. Uh, the other weapons, which I've played around with the guns and just the punk knife, but I haven't played around with any of the other fun stuff. I do want to try out the Kudomanix, which is the sword, because most of my characters will always have the, uh, chain ripper knife, uh, in cyberpunk because it's just fun to have a like, mini chainsaw in your
1: hand. Yeah, it's it's very cool. It's uh it, it's a little bit longer than the than the IMI chain knife. It's more of like a chain machete. Yep. Uh which is pretty cool. They've they've broken up all the melee weapons into classes. So now machete is its own class, which is weird enough. Um, but my favorite thing about the melee weapons is that they have, uh, all the knives now you can throw. Um, so you can throw the chef's knife, uh, you can throw, I guess you can always throw the Tanto and the regular knife, but yeah, there's, uh, two new knives. There's the punk knife and the injector knife, and those are both really cool, uh, I am I, I was very excited to see some new melee weapons. I, I I felt that only having the one knife and the only iconic version of it, you can get you have to get through a, a mission which is very easy to miss. Like I missed it on my main character, and I still am mad about that because knives are is like second most used weapon. Right.
0: Yeah, I never got into a knife belt. I probably should do that for this patch. I still have an open slot of uh, a street kid mail that I need to do and fill that role another cool thing that they have is the cross uh, device saving so you can save on your PC and pick it up on your Playstation or play on your Playstation pick it up on your Xbox um, which I thought was a nice feature
1: yeah but Um, the best feature that they have added is the transmog feature for your clothing. Yes. That is just hands down the best feature they've added to the game pretty much since it started. Uh, now you can wear whatever you want for the stats and then change it completely as far as visual appearance. Yes. Um, just. Build your outfits the way you want. You can have up to six preset outfits. And it's... It's a beautiful thing. You still have to buy the uh, clothing to create the outfits, to have them available. But you don't have to like keep updating bullshit uh, except for your main... Like the actual, like, statted clothing you want to wear. So you can have some goofy-looking... Clothes underneath, but your outfit—you'll still look cool.
0: Yeah, and I think I think that's going to be the challenge for console players versus PC players because console players, or sorry, PC players, right, have the ability to download the the various mods, to be able to upload or have their character have basically every single piece of clothing in, in the game um, in their inventory. So, trans mods yeah. or PCs is a lot easier. I have a pc but i never I mean, use that mod <laughs> i actually went out and hunted down um all of it
1: i mean it, that's the nature of pcs though is you guys get all sorts of groovy mods and you get clothing that you know people have created for the game and all sorts of that so i mean you can still play it straight and then once you have everything then you can go through and start downloading mods and what's not yeah
0: i mean most of the hours i spent on cyberpunk is hunting down the pieces of clothing because once i got the list of all the clothing i would just basically go to every single clothing store find that one piece so eventually you know coming up with outfits specifically (laughs) because i agree that the, the clown outfits that you used to be able to get were not were not satisfactory
1: so, no, I'd rather just get killed over and over again than look stupid. Yep. Um, uh, and I have spent so much of my time on each of my three characters brick-in shopping, trying to create outfits. It's ridiculous. Uh, the other thing... It, that is- I was just going to say it's made worse... By the fact that some of the clothing you really like is only available in lower level, lower tier bullshit. Uh, So that's no longer an issue.
0: Yep. Um, Yeah, and then you have the other thing, which I don't know if I kind of have mixed feelings on, uh, is the Roach Race game. Um, I I think I'd rather have more content. (laughs)
1: In the, in the... Uh, I mean I'd rather have more content too But if you're going to have video games Everywhere in the In the world you Might as well at least be able to play one of them uh, But yeah it probably should have been Like day one Content but they were
0: The only problem I have with Road Trace Is it's not true to the very old School 16 bit Games which was The map was always the same so, you just <laughs> learn the pattern. This is all random. And that's the one thing that is
1: annoying. I mean, the idea that in 2077 we're still playing 16 bit games is it's kind of bizarre to me, but.
0: <laughs> Especially when phones are more powerful than the, the computers I used to have 10, 20 years ago.
1: I mean, it would have been nice if they put, like, Witcher 1 in here.
0: Yeah, that would have been interesting.
1: I mean, an old PlayStation, like one game, couldn't take that much room. Yeah.
0: Uh, And then the other feature they added was the nibbles and photo mode. But they didn't include the iguana, which is sad because you can't have a picture with all of your four-legged family.
1: Yeah, it's, it's, it's nice to have him. Uh, I'd have rather just been able to pet him when I was in my apartment, but, uh, it, it's very nice to be able to take nibbles wherever you like and just pull them out for photographs. Uh, the, the iguana man is cool. Like the, uh, I love the iguana. He likes his chin scratches.
0: Yep. Um, and then there's a bunch of added, uh, other fixes to bugs, uh, other um, additional uh, attributes to various weapons, um, a little bit of changing of the perks, some bug fixes for quests and gigs. Uh, the one thing that's going to drive me crazy is finding the two uh, missing legendary pieces for the tech gear and for the media outfits. Uh, I've already been all over this freaking map and I don't wanna go searching for it again, but being a completionist Yeah it gives you something to do. Yeah, being a completionist I think it's gonna be um be what it is. Uh the one feature I extremely love out of everything with this patch is the optimization for the inventory and vendors screens. Now Like I said, I've gone off and I've collected every single piece of clothing in the game. And the amount of time it would take from clicking on an item in my inventory to my stash to load it would take upwards of 30 seconds to do that transfer. Now it is just seamless and beautiful. I don't know what the issue was there and why it took so long when you had so many items in in an inventory but again um, that one I do love. Uh, For those who were used to use the hack for well it was kind of an exploit of the targeting targeting acquisition yeah targeting target analysis mod. In which you could make fuku bucks at low level that has now nerfed you cannot do that um, the same goes with pretty much all the cyberware they've nerfed all the mods that you could craft uh, to be the selling price is lower than the cost of actually creating it so uh, John you find the iguana so in the uh, the heist. When you're in um, your Nubos you... um, apartment, there, there's like a terrarium.
1: During the Kopecki job. Yeah,
0: during the Kenpeki job, there's a, a terrarium right next to the entrance. If you go to it, you'll see an iguana, and off behind it, there's a egg. You have to pick up the egg, take it home with you, and. Uh, eventually it'll have put it on a plate. <laughs> yeah, it
1: takes
0: yeah, uh, a long time for it to hatch, though.
1: If you've already done the compeki heist, and uh, you're actually into the game now, you can get back into the building. There are several there videos are on YouTube showing things. you how to do it.
0: Let's, let's put that as a caveat. Back in 1.5, those videos worked. Um... Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, do they not work anymore?
0: Don't know. Have you done them? I haven't seen anything about it. And of course, you know... I mean, some...
1: I did it for all three of my characters, yeah. uh, but it's... that was that was a while ago.
0: Right, so... Um, because the other thing you need to do to get into Kebeki is if you didn't go up on the roof, you, there's a katana up there that is a iconic katana that is supposed to be for your stash that you need to get.
1: Yeah. Um, Goes on the wall.
0: There's all of your Nubu's clothing. There's your Nubu's gun. If you didn't pick that up, um, there's quite a few things that are in that room, or in that apartment that you definitely want to uh, have uh, as a collector. So, uh, <clears throat> yeah. So the so my suggestion, if you're looking to make money with um, crafting you need to get the legendary weapons and, and build those if you want money um, just because i'm insane right so the target anal- analysis mod it cost <clears throat> when you're at high level uh crafting it could cost as cheap as 66 eb to make and it sold for seven hundred and eighty-one E B. So you were had a hundred or sorry. About twelve hundred percent profit margin on that by creating it. The next thing that's a good seller is the Burria. The the pistol. That you can make weirdest
1: looking thing in the game
0: that you can make about a 570% profit, um, which is, translates to about 1800 EB. However, the, the the Buria is legendary, so that means you have to have a, a tech at 18, and you need to be 12th level to be able to do it versus the target analysis which you could get start making at fifth level and just make infinite cash um, at fifth level so <clears throat> there is that so if you're uh, if you don't have a uh, pc and don't want to make instant cast through mods or you're on a console uh, yeah they kind of strapped you on how you can make cash now
1: i just noticed in the clothing vendors uh there's a new option uh for what they show you of clothing that is not in your wardrobe already which is very very nice really yeah so you don't have to like search do i have that do i have that this looks doesn't look familiar. No, you just see it now. Awesome,
0: I appreciate that because when I was, uh, like I said, doing my clothes hunt, um, that was the one thing that I had to write down everything and just go check line by line. Do I have that? No. Do I have that? No. Do I have that? Yes. So yeah. glad they automated that.
1: I mean, I spent. <laughs> I, I can't tell you how much time I spent once I hit level 50 going through and like, I gotta have everything in purple and now that doesn't matter. Uh, and I can still go clothing shopping because there's still a bunch of stuff that I didn't have because I never could find it in uh, iconic or legendary. I now it's not important. Yes, I love that feature. Thank you for
0: pointing that out. I did not notice that. What the, one of the uh, un unmentioned uh, things for uh, the patch. Another life quality uh, enhancement. Which Indeed. I love. Um, yeah, so... Anything else we want to talk about with this patch? I think we'll, we'll when we start playing around with it a little more, um, I'm sure.
1: Yeah, we'll- I mean, I haven't done any of the missions yet, or gotten into anything deeper than like character customization. Yeah. Uh, there are new hairstyles. Um, I don't think much of them, but yeah. I—that's just me. Uh, but yeah, uh, I will talk more about it when we have a chance to delve deeper
0: other thing is the red mod modding tools so that you you can actually download those from GOG and steam and start learning how to mod um, the only thing I think you can't really do is create adventures or scenarios and missions um, just because of how complex they can be now the engine works
1: I see players get all the good shit yeah
0: well, you never know. I mean, they might open it up where you, you know, the, the council games can download mods. I don't see, understand why...
1: That would be nice. Do like, a, do like a Fallout 4 type thing.
0: Yeah, I, I'm sure that's where they would like to head to. So, that's 1.6. The next thing I think we should talk about is uh, the expansion. Oh, or,
1: one last thing about 1.6... Uh, I don't know if anybody else has noticed this, but I can't find any clothing mods anywhere. So if anybody wants to pipe up, if they've found them, let me know where they can be bought.
0: All right. So the next is the <clears throat> expansion trailer, uh, which looks interesting. So,
1: Interesting is the right word.
0: If you haven't gone and watched the preview, go watch it. It's basically... Uh, you're about to get some spoilers. <laughs> um, so it starts off with V giving an oath to the NUSA, uh, which I definitely, my V's, my Nomad V's definitely would not pledge an allegiance to...
1: Yeah, yeah, I don't... <laughs> that is... Uh... I, I don't think any any of my three characters would would well maybe the ninja he might he might choose to do it but the street kid she's not gonna do it and the nomad's definitely not gonna do it
0: i mean my corpos would probably do it just because okay what do you have to offer yeah sure i'll give you a note
1: yeah the corpse. words are meaningless exactly um <laughs> unless i'm having to sign a document in that case but, Yeah
0: expansion is going to be right now is assumed to be in pacifica Uh, i'm sure there's other little bits of territory outside of pacifica that'll probably be opened up as well um if it's going to be as big as um the witcher's patch i think they would have to um
1: i mean you've got that giant freaking complex that you can kind of hop the fence and get over to every now and then but there's just it, it's just a buggy mess in there there's mm-hmm. nothing there
0: yeah i've been in the the combat zone um, the only thing i found there was there was a group of netwatch that i could kill and then bring in cops into the area but other than that yeah it's it's very buggy you, there's you can fall through the the world yeah there's no at times and... mm-hmm.
1: And there's really nothing... It's all, game. like, under-the-map shit. Yeah.
0: But that looks quite interesting. And Supposedly it's going to be very spy-ish uh, type of uh, scenario. So you'll be playing spy, infiltrating, and all that.
1: Um, Which, I mean, I'm okay with in, in my in my nomad character in the tabletop game. That's eventually what he did is he became a spy, like a nomad liaison for intelligence community and then of course the corporate ninja he's all about that yep but i don't know what i don't know it's a weird direction to kind of push you into um The other. it looks very good go ahead no you go ahead i was gonna say it looks like it's gonna tie into politics a lot what i'm hoping and i kind of caught a glimpse that made me think of it is uh I'm not going to name any names to throw any spoilers out there, but at one point in the game, you uh, help out uh, a a couple whose uh, husband is a politician. Um, and it kind of the mission that mission tree just kind of ends on like this "what the fuck" note, uh, and there's no resolution. It looks like we might finally get some resolution for that, maybe. I'm thinking that that's what it all ties into. Um, It's also possible that uh, this could be a... uh, I don't want to say a happy ending choice for your character, but it could lead into, you know, something, some kind of resolution for uh, the V. Johnny situation.
0: Speaking of Johnny, um, Keanu Reeves did come back for this expansion, so Johnny is not out of your head, which implies this is going to be before the endings,
1: endgame. Man, I hope. Um, I mean, it doesn't have to. Not a single one of the endings actually shows you die. Uh,
0: It doesn't show that you die, but Johnny is out of your head. Now, uh,
1: in 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 a couple of them. Now, could Johnny, you're either he's out of your head or you're out of his head.
0: Yeah. Now, could it be that Johnny comes back through the black wall and kind of helps you? Right. We don't know. Right. We again, we, we have no clue what's going on.
1: Um, I mean, I very much personally would prefer a continuation of the story as opposed to. <clears throat> just like some in the middle of the story bullshit i just
0: i know a lot that always of feels the, weird to me a lot of the dialogue supposedly got that of mine from 1.5 which implies that it's the whole script which i don't think it's the whole script but um, it is it is they do find some information about what this new path or the expansion is going to be about okay. it's going to center around a, a netrunner a st- songbird i think is the name um
1: that's a good name for a netrunner
0: yeah so how that plays in really don't know especially from the trailer um i'm sure all the voice work has already been completed <laughs> Because there's also a hint that this is going to come out in February. Mainly because of the end of the trailer. It fades off that it says it's 2023. And as the 2023 is fading off, it leaves the two of 23 behind First, a yeah. second. So there's theories that it's going to come out in February. However, I... Do not trust any, <laughs> any.
1: Nah, teasers like that. Or...
0: Um, you're gonna be able to play the old characters. I assume so. Um, because I. Know I mean, you're, you're playing
1: V, so I would have, yeah.
0: So it, it's just like I... The Witcher. So you, I assume they're gonna also allow you to bump up the levels to like a hundred. I think that's what they did with. Um, Blood and Wine with Witcher 3.
1: That would be nice.
0: So, yeah, so that's coming out. Um, so we've got another possible six months if everything goes well. Hopefully there won't be any plagues happening. There won't be uh, <laughs>
1: any major... You, sh- to- you shut your <laughs> mouth right now. Don't jinx this shit major (laughs) hacks to uh,
0: CDPR, um, you know, all all that fun stuff that, that uh, hopefully marketing is listening to the developers this time, you know, all all the stuff that kind of went wrong with,
1: yeah, hopefully they just tell marketing to shut the fuck up, I mean, tell the board of directors to keep their mouths shut.
0: Right, so the other thing that kind of was mentioned during the stream, uh, which was the Night City, Night City, what was it called? Night City Watch? I forget what what that stream was. So there was two streams. One with, um, where they talked about the edge runner, they talked about 1.6, and they talked about the uh, expansion. When they were talking about the Uh, 1.6 the senior developer or senior design developer manager I forget his title and I forget his name which shame on me Uh, they he hinted that there is going to be more updates for 2077 before the expansion and the updates he talked about and again don't know if it's when he mentioned updates, he meant expansion, or he means updates being independent. But he talked that there is going to be an update to the police system, and there's going to be the ability to uh, do combat within your car, so you'll be able to fire weapons while you're driving, which is. Already, that would be nice. That's already a mod, um, and I think the developers for that mod are actually now working for CDPR so also keep that in mind that a lot of those modders are now developers for Cyberpunk 2077 <coughs> and I think those guys are as you can see with the transmog and um, a bunch of other little things that the, the modders are actually implementing what used to be mods are now becoming actual game functionality.
1: So, I yeah. wish more companies would do that, uh, take advantage of that shit, because uh, the modders usually come up with really fantastic stuff and then they get kind of shit on by the by the companies behind it.
0: Yep. Um, yeah, because there's some crazy mods. There's There's one mod I want to get installed, but I was waiting for this patch to drop, and also now to make sure that that mod still works is there's actually a mod that uh, for all the little secrets that are out there, right? So you come upon a scene where there's a a dead body or, or some situation, you find a shard and that is actually what they call a secret. There's a mod that someone created that takes all those secrets, 190 of them, and turns them into gigs from Regina. So Regina will give you a call and say, hey, there's this guy who's missing. Go find him. He should be located here. And you go off and you find all the secrets. Now, I know console players don't have that. I'm sorry to tell you, but that mod I actually is recent and I really wanted to uh, get it installed but again I was waiting for this patch to drop before I do there's another mod that converts all cars into flying cars um so the mod scene is pretty crazy uh and there's there's a lot of it so I might want to invest in the PC man
1: (laughs) yeah I got no money I'm trying to invest in dinner. Jesus. (laughs) PC is pretty far out of my reach.
0: need to uh, do constant searches for free giveaways of uh, gaming PCs. I'm sure you'll hit (laughs) one. So that's it for that. And then the final thing that they did was kind of the trailers for Edge Runners which looks amazing. I know some of the trailers have been in Japanese, uh, in The Voice. However, uh, they confirmed in the uh, Night City Watch, again, Get forget what, what the, the stream was called, but they confirmed that there is actually supported in multi-languages, so um, wherever you are, you do not have to worry about reading subtitles. Uh, I, I have a friend who was very gung-ho for the anime, but he's like, if I got to read subtitles, I'm not watching it because
1: I can't read. Subtitles. I don't know how you can be into anime and hate subtitles. I got some he's friends the, like that too. It he, just... He's
0: not into anime. He's into cyberpunk. So it's, it's one of those things like, hey, if, if I can't understand it, I'm not going to sit there and read because, you know, he's. He's an old grognar like me, so his eyes aren't as good.
1: I mean, I got shitty eyes too, and I just turned 50, so...
0: Yeah, but you're paying uh, more attention to reading the dialogue than paying attention to the actual visuals. um, Which I always... I I understand. Um, But yeah, so... That's kind of the big news that uh, happens around Cyberpunk. Um, at least for Cyberpunk 2077. Uh, When it comes to Cyberpunk Red, they did drop a DLC that basically fills out all the missing content from um, Stories of the Red. So you have the ability to now have the maps and and all the stuff with the downloads. Uh, Also, they just released the physical copies, so you can go off and buy that at your local game store, as well as um dot com.
1: Yeah, that's in North America only. Uh, European uh, buyers, apparently, there's still going to be a little bit of a wait for you, but it's it's coming very soon. Yeah, today and... For the physical copies, you can get digital copies right now as well. Yeah. Like, there's no wait on that
0: that's just the day and age we live in right now is shipping is just a mess and everything's a mess
1: everything is in fact a mess
0: um so i think that's about it from cyberpunk 2077 cyberpunk red news um i don't have too much on any other media uh when it comes to cyberpunk and I'm still trying to find more information about the peripherals and when that's supposed to come out. I know they, they stopped the principal filming of that show back in last November, December. So I don't know if that, that show just got canned and Amazon just didn't pick it
1: up. I don't know, but... I hope not cause, But I mean special effects take a long time uh, Editing takes a long time
0: Very true And they might release it to You know test audience And they're like what the fuck is this piece of shit <laughs> Right and like, hey,
1: Yeah man. I mean that's the sad truth with those tre- Streaming services especially I don't know Netflix is going through some shit right now And so is HBO mm-hmm. Uh like, there are big shake-ups at both, and a lot of good shows are being canceled or uh, just not picked up in the first place. Yep.
0: Yeah, so, if uh, I hear any fun news about any uh, cyberpunk TV or, or movies that are coming out, I will always keep you guys posted. Finally... Uh, in our news, I pushed out a new release uh, this past weekend, which upgraded the ACPA uh, generator. So now you're a, not only able to make uh, powered armor, but you're also able to make wads, which are work-assisted droids. But you can't say droids. can't. They are drones, in, in my opinion, because uh, we don't want lucas films suing anybody especially (laughs) over that um so yes so now you're able to do that there's uh other tweaks on that uh editor that uh, allows you to customize a lot more Uh, i know it was a a a request from some of the fans of my sites to get implemented because people are looking to get more power armor involved in their campaigns which i is
1: crazy (laughs) well i mean if you if you're playing characters who have power armor you got to throw them up against power armor yeah if you're
0: bringing power armor into your games uh your 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 edge runners are making cyberpunk
1: is a great (laughs) cyberpunk is a great big genre there's there's room enough for uh neuromancer there's room enough for Blade Runner, and then there's room enough for Appleseed and Bubblegum Crisis. You can have it all, baby.
0: Um, also, I did a, a bunch of other fixes on the site, um, some minor bug fixes. The other major thing I did, which was the previous release, which was, I think before we... I think we had... I, I, I don't remember if this came out before or after our previous episode. I think it became, came out after... Um, is that the datafort designer, which is kind of going to be a lead-in what we're going to talk about tonight. Um, my datafort designer, you now have the capability of doing drag and drop with the icons. Uh, it's still a little buggy. Um, my first attempt at, at doing that with uh, the technology I work with, um, but hopefully it's useful and you're able to create the uh, various data forts you might want. Um, So, that said, tonight's topic is we're going to talk a little bit about Netrunner, specifically in Cyberpunk uh, 2020, Uh, because I've noticed through the various communities, people are always asking, how is it done in 2020? Why is it so hated? Why do people...
1: Yeah, a lot of the newbies dropping in just don't understand.
0: Well, they don't understand the complexity to it, and they don't understand why there's so much hate for it. And again,
1: the struggle is real, people.
0: People might say hate is too strong of a word, but when
1: I've talked to someone... They've never it, read it. The people, <laughs> who have, the people who say hate is too strong of a word have never read that shit. Right. So Tried to implement it in their game.
0: So we're going to get into that. So what we're going to do is kind of talk a little bit about the raw, right? The rules as written of net running, um, how uh, Wisdom created IU and how IU addresses uh, net running and hacking. And then uh, I will talk about my rules that I use to kind of streamline it. And then we can talk a little bit well, I can talk about my rules that I created and also another way of how I uh, do net running, right? So... I mean,
1: over the years, there have been... In addition to all the the player resources, they've they've tried to fix it themselves uh, over the years. um, From what it was... I mean, from how it appeared in 2013 and 2020 and then how they completely changed it for red but like there's just a lot of a lot of incremental steps and various like alternate methods of net running uh official and not unofficial in between
0: yeah and and for me Uh, it seems like red went back to the way 2013 did it so i guess we can talk yeah a lot of that so yeah 2013 um, so the concept of netrunning is from Neuromancer, in which the user, the hacker, jacks into the virtual world and goes off and tries to infiltrate a system, a corporate system, whoever system.
1: Um, it's, it's very much uh, like Lawnmower Man style virtual reality. Uh Johnny Mnemonic uh, Johnny Mnemonic. Um, there's uh, another
0: good one. There was a movie called um Disclosure with um, Yeah, that had a good one. Michael um Michael Douglas and Demi Moore. It's actually that's a good corporate movie to watch, um, <laughs> if you want to get inspired. Um but yeah so there, there's when a, that movie existed holy shit yeah remember that I, I, I liked how they did the virtual world uh, aspect of the computer system um, <clears throat> which is one way of, of visualizing it so 2013 uh, the concept was you have is pretty much the same concept that's followed throughout all the systems is that you have a a netrunner who has a deck that translates the net into uh, visuals for the user and that user then goes off and does whatever Um, doesn't really get into why you would be converted into um, the situation but it's just a a visual aspect of
1: well I mean it's direct neural interface so I mean you have to have your own personal icon so other other users can interact with you Right. Like, it's... All about it.
0: so, so, that's the premise.
1: At some point during the episode, we need to talk about, like, our own personal interpretations of how the network's uh, beyond the rules. Right. Um, okay.
0: If we get to it, we get to it. <laughs> I know, sometimes we yeah. to, uh, talk quite a bit, but... So, we'll get to the topic of what is in that talk. Um... So in 2013, you, the Netrunner would have the ability to plug in, uh, be able to, over the, the uh, telecoms, hack a system, um, or infiltrate a, a building and hack the system as well, or hack their system as well. Um, the premise of all three versions of Cyberpunk is that there is some type of map to give some type of visual explanation of how a system is laid out. In 2013, uh, what it kind of looked like was a flow chart, right? So you would have nodes that represent uh, a program, a uh, data wall, a code gates, uh, data files, a CPU, controller nodes, similar to how uh, Cyberpunk Red does it um, however unlike Cyberpunk Red in which it's kind of this uh, binary tree structure uh, 2013 could be any type of graph or, or a map in which you could have multiple nodes leading off from one node uh, and there would always be an entrance point maybe multiple entrance points and other possible exit points to other parts of the system. So as a GM, you would have to write out, you know, the flow chart map, fill it in with what you think it is, and then the runner would go against it, armed with a bunch of programs in a cyber deck, and the GM would walk them through that, right? Then we cut to 2020 which is a little more open world and a little more complex. So you have the concept of, uh, now you have a city map, a region map, a world map. Region maps actually came in from uh, Bart Morris's guide, but you had a world map and city maps. And you would, the aim was to build up trace to prevent, any type of uh, tracking uh, or tracer programs from finding out where your physical location was so uh, a hit team or the police could not come and, and basically uh, throw you in prison immediately or kill you It's buster buster yeah <clears throat> so then the next layer of course is the city map you would go into the city and go to the data fort you want and then the data fort would have its own map that you would fill in and create with how many CPUs it is. You would uh, create a, a structure to it. Uh, they give a perfect, uh, an example of using crossword puzzles to create the, the system and what it would look like. Um, and then it would basically turn into a dungeon crawl, right? In which the Netrunner would go, I'm gonna enter through this wall or break through this wall or break through this code gate and whatever's on the other side, I'll, I'll fight the programs, I'll go to this CPU, figure it, install a virus, check out these uh, MUs to find the data I'm looking for and deal with any other things, um, right? And, and the concepts around that was that a data fort, and I think it's a misconcept, in my opinion, is that a data fort included everything about an office. Right, so all the office terminals were linked to this one data for all the security cameras would be linked to this one data for all the security doors would be linked to this one data for
1: yeah, the these, fire alarm, the uh, yeah, smoke detectors,
0: the elevator, the automated the cameras, coffee makers, everything would be connected to this one data for. And I think that was a misconception that a lot of referees tried to put everything into the one data fort and not think about, well, if I'm a business, there's risk to keeping every all that stuff online and accessible that someone from halfway across the world can come in and infiltrate. Um, because even in today's uh, cybersecurity, they never talk about if they get hacked. It's always when we get hacked, because they make no, <laughs> no mistaking that they are un- unhackable. And I think that's true back then with, with real world computer systems. And I think it, it should have held through in the gaming system. So the, the problem that a lot of the community speaks about when it comes to 2020 is that the net runner stays in his apartment and he's not part of the team when they go off and they infiltrate um, a facility or an office or whatever? And
1: I've yeah. Never so it always up ends that. up that, yeah. The GM is running two completely separate games because uh, the rules for net running in twenty twenty they don't. They don't follow the same structure that the rules for everything else does. Right.
0: So, oftentimes, it would be the GM or the referee would take the netrunner side and spend half an hour to an hour having that netrunner run the whole fort and do everything within that fort. Yeah,
1: yeah, because it's supposed to all take place in the blink of an eye.
0: Well... And again, the the concept is three net turns is equal to one physical turn in 2020, which I don't think people realize uh, is there's that translation as well. So guess what? In red, how many turns, how many net turns for every physical turn? Three net turns. So that ruling hasn't really changed. And I think the, the the concept is, hey, this guy's gonna sit there and run off, and he's gonna hack the whole system, which unlikely <laughs> that the the renter A would hack the whole system. B that people aren't actively being in the data for to notice. Oh wait, there's a there's a stranger here, right? Or or yeah. a SISOP coming in and, and seeing it, right? So a modern computer system, you know, there, there's multiple uh, people always in the system. Um, now, granted, in a big server firm, yeah, it's very hard to detect all of them, but I think from here, it really, you know, the, the server firm is not as complex as, as it is in the real world. Um so how do you how do you net run right so first thing is you get a deck you get a bunch of programs um you you go in you log in to the lld or sorry you log into the city map you go to the lld you try to uh, break the security right so each lld or ldl uh has i was gonna a, say is it ld or ldl uh, it's, it's been a while <laughs> I think I'm one drink in. So anyways, <laughs> uh, you have a security level. You have to roll underneath that security level um, to break it. or You have to roll over that security level to break, break into the system. And if you do, you get the trace value. If you don't, then there's a chart that you roll to see what happens. You can be cut off from the net or they, you know, they they figure out who you are, and they're sending uh, NetWatch after you. There's there's a couple of things that can happen when you when you try to hack that. Um. So, you go off. You build trace because you want trace because reason why you want trace is if in a data fort there is a tracing program, you roll the tracing program strength plus a d10 versus the trace. Uh to see if you get traced so you want to try to build at least uh, 10 or so uh, 10 about 10 points of worth of trace um, which is not unreasonable again you've got to start off with the city you're from which would be night city so then you would look at the world map i wondering if i should share my screen for this probably be helpful Yeah. Let me try and share my screen. Hold on a second while I open up MDS. Um Just so you guys have the visuals. Uh, this is yes. Right. Right. <clears throat> so you have a city or the world map. There's another version of the world map which kind of uh, segregates. Uh, the various areas within the world. Um, w- regions really get a lot more information in Bartmos's guide. So it's a lot more fluff, but it's, a, it's kind of a second layer um, to the whole complexity of the world. So in the world, you have the ability to encounter other net runners, but the reality is if you're a GM, you're not going to do that unless Unless you're one-on-one with that one player and they want to have fun, so net running can be a great uh, one-player game. Uh, as a referee, uh, the other thing is making the whole team net runners, right? And and they're off hacking major systems and, and taking down the corporations. They also have space. I'm not going to get into space. That's a whole, <laughs> a whole other concept. So, as you can see in here, each. In this chart, there's the uh, locations, or all the cities that list the security level and the traces that you get from it. And then again, who controls it. So these are the people who are going to throw some people after you if you uh, if you try to hack it. And then you get into the uh, city. So you start from the city, you would then go into the world, and then you have a movement of five squares and it has to be uh, straight so either you do horizontal or vertical you can't go diagonal so once you're in Night City you would just build up trace by going to like Salt Lake hitting San Francisco going back to Night City and that will build you up uh, between Night City Uh, we got two San Francisco two six um, Salt Lake, one, so that's five. Um, not a lot, but you're, you, you're busy. So then you come back into Night City, uh, and then you just go to whatever data fort you want within the city, and then from that data fort, you would go to, and again, I'm going to kind of scroll down to a data fort, right, which kind of like that. Right, you go into that data fort. Once you're on this map, again, you're moving five, but on this map, you have 20 squares of vision, uh, and you would go in and try to hack this data fort. Now, as a player, you really shouldn't know what's inside, um, which is great for the VTTs because you can do fog of war when it comes to. to Planning this out Um, and then the Netrunner would decide okay I'm gonna punch through this data wall I'm gonna punch through this code gate so hopefully you have a program that does both if not you can only use the program to against the uh, object you're going against so for uh, code gates you need a code cracker for data walls you need something like a hammer or or some other intrusion type of program Um, and for that, you would then, again, interface as a skill, not needed. And we're not using any type of um, initiative quite yet, because there's no, in, the, the Netrunner has yet to encounter anything. When they get into the data for and there's a program behind it, that's when you would probably get into the initiative cycle. So you don't even have to bother with an, with initiative if there's no programs outside or any, uh, net runners on the outside so then you roll the strength of your program uh, plus a d10 versus the strength of the code gate plus a d10 and if you win you break through if you don't you can try again um, the only thing that would alert something inside is there are uh, intrusion programs for walls will make noise i think jackhammer is one of them that will make noise and what noise means is any programs that are within this area will be alerted to the netrunner and their intrusion
1: yeah which set off internal alarms yep. ice is wonderful
0: so once i've broken into this data floor um As you can see, this is my uh, DataFort Designer. Um, I can quickly create a map for us for gaming purposes. Um, I need to throw in another right, and again, um, this is a random map I created based on the books. Uh, The reality is a third CPU is probably not going to fit in here, unless I move, uh, come on, where is it, there we go, nope, again, like I said, my drag and drop is buggy, so I'm just going to move here and make it so I can have three CPUs, so the random generator isn't that great. Um, again, I use the books. I'm going to try to improve this to make it more realistic. Um, and throw in another there we go. There we go. Okay. So, again, as a Netrunner, I hack into this uh, data wall, and I come to find a program behind it. Um, Once I find a program behind it, then we get into the initiative cycle. Uh, Initiative is uh, the uh, Netrunner's reflex, which I I don't quite get, but it is their reflex plus their deck speed plus a D10 for their initiative versus um, the system's intelligence plus a D10. Um, So bigger systems are going to act quicker Um, weaker systems like this are going to be pretty trivial to hack into. Um, Wow, we lost over (laughs) quite a few people. I guess people don't want to learn about net running. Um, Anyways, hopefully the people who are staying on you you learn a little. If not, well, hopefully people watch the YouTube will. Anyways, so they fight against this particular program. Um, Then you determine what kind of programs there are. So 4 is uh, a generic program. Let's turn him into something better. Uh, Let's call him a killer. So the Netrunner would face off of this killer. Uh, and the killer uh, would... Oops, no, that's not the program I wanted. And the killer would fight against um, whatever anti-program the Netrunner would have. And if the Netrunner doesn't have an anti-program, guess what? The killer's not going to do anything to him to get to the section in which there is uh we talk about the actual rules the rules are really like five pages long Um, the bulk of the net running section is uh program details fluff virtuals and data fork designs Um, so you would turn to here in this section actually it's less than five pages right So we have combat, uh, computer intelligence plus a V10, Netrunner's reflex plus deck speed plus a V10. Um, right?
1: I mean, there are so many fucking programs. Here.
0: Yeah. Well, it's similar to Dungeons & Dragons, right, in which you have
1: spells. Yeah. So really, that's spells. what the whole thing is supposed to do. It's supposed <laughs> yeah. to be the, the, the spellcaster version for Cyberpunk. Yep.
0: Um, and then when you get into the actual combat, they'll they'll determine exactly what are you actually rolling right so you would go to this particular section if you have a stealth or evasion program running um, the attacking program would check to see if they can even see you Uh, for example maybe you entered the fort with invisibility the killer six would roll against your invisibility which is strength four so the Netrunner would roll a four plus a d10 versus a killer six plus a d10. So there's a good chance the killer might spot you. However, the killer isn't really going to do anything because it's an anti-program. So it's, it's not going to harm the Netrunner, but any programs the Netrunner is running, the killer's gonna attack. So the killer, if he once he wins initiative, would then go in and attack. And again, is there attacks against programs, right? So the killer would roll a d10, I um, used to attack other programs when successful attacks made. So again, the killer would roll a d10, plus its strength against the strength of the program. So again, it's attacking the four, it hits the four, it'll do damage. You would have to look up what killer does. I think killer does 3d6 damage, and the damage would basically reduce its strength, and cause it to be destroyed. Now, there's some programs that'll actually re-res, um, but again, those are different options, and I'm not going to go into all the minutia that it comes with programs. So, <clears throat>
1: oh, much minutia. Yeah.
0: So anti-systems, so this is where you're actually hacking the CPUs and, and or the cyber decks. So an anti-system program can attack uh, the Netrunner's deck, which can wreak havoc on their deck. And again, each program has their own uh, description of what it does. So like Firestarter will cause the, the deck to explode and catch on fire. And if, for example, the, the Netrunner got hit with a glue, that deck is starting to fire and you're trapped in the net. Um, granted, as soon as your, your, your cyber deck uh, finally kicks the bucket, you'll be revived, but you'll now have a fire to deal with. Again, this is a different combination, right? So it's the uh, anti-system program strength plus the D10 versus the code gate or, or code gate or data wall strength to try to uh, infect the system and then finally the actual use of interface is if there is an anti-personal program attack against the Netrunner this is the only time you're using interface um, plus your intelligence so for example Cerebus is an anti uh, person program that can cause damage to you Uh, zombie is another one lich is another one that can cause either uh, intelligence damage or wounds so this is the only time you actually use interface the skill uh, in net running which i think is very odd Um, i don't think uh, and that's about it for combat right so once the GM has the user go and fight all, the, all these programs, right, because the programs will be able to see you. Granted, if there's a data wall in, in, involved, there's a good chance I can kill this program and only this program reacts because this program nor this program would be able to see me in this square. However, if I move anywhere close to them, they will then have a chance to attack. Um, these are bloodhounds, which means they'll do a trace on me. Um, if I look at the strength, the strength of three, so it'll be 10 plus three. Against my trace of six, there's a good chance that they're going to find me. I think it's a 70% chance that they're going <coughs> to start following me. But that's going to take time, right? So as a GM, you can hand wave how long it's going to take. Um while it goes off and do that. So the the Netrunner can then go into the MUs and start searching the data. Um, Each uh, MU contains a certain amount of information, right? So here you can see, even though they're called MUs, they're actually multi-MUs. You can have up to 10 MUs in each of those MUs. And that includes uh, programs as well. So here in my generator, you can see I randomly rolled. Uh, there's black ops information in here, um, database, enter office, and all <coughs> the various data that would be uh, used by a corporation. So as a GM, I would flag whatever uh, MU the, the Netrunner is supposed to go to, or I might just say, hey, this is the MU that you're going to find it. There's an encrypt file, use your decryptor to get that information and get the hell out. Right. Um, So that's it for kind of doing the net running. Uh, The other aspects of a net runner, which I I think are often overlooked, is their ability to control remotes. Um, With that, they are able to find any remotes within a given radius. I want to say 30 meters. Again, most of the net runners I have played with always forget to use it. (laughs) <laughs> that, that action which always baffles me but as a GM I'm never gonna remind them to play, how they play how they should play their characters um, unless they are a new character or a new player um, sorry if I'm scrolling so fast I'm not sure if all this content is really uh, feasible on the net right but for review um, run programs, create and delete, so those are visuals. So these are the kind of actions uh, a Netrunner can do, which is log in, log off, run a program, use an L- LDL, uh, copy any files or, or other programs. I don't think you can copy programs because rules. Uh, erase programs, read information edit and create and delete. Huh, they didn't, I thought control remote was in, oh, here it is, locate. So you can locate remote 400 meters, that's humongous. Um, That's pretty much every single remote device (laughs) within a facility in my opinion, holy Christ. I forgot how heinous that is. Uh, And then once a a Netrunner finds a remote, for example, oftentimes what I use this for is they're at the chain link fence. Um, They notice that there is cameras. Netrunner would use this ability to locate if that camera is a remote camera, i.e. it's Wi-Fi. If it is, I'm going to try to control it. However, if you try to control it, you need to make sure that you have a controlling program. Um, and then this is actually different in, and again, the inconsistencies of how, how tasks are succeeded uh, always varies within um, Cyberpunk for all versions, I think. Uh, which is basically to gain control of that remote you would have to roll a d10 and roll underneath the controlling program strength so or equal to or underneath so if it's a program that's um, strength four you would have to get a four or below and you have control over that uh, camera that you spotted um, and then shut it down but with a 400 range 400 meter range you can find all the cameras and and all the mics right so this is where the the misconception happens with um, I think some referees is that these cameras would be part of the data port right so I know this data port is kind of maxed out but I can uh, give some room into it and I can add in a camera Right. So the assumption would be um, these cameras are for internal cameras, these cameras are for external cameras. And if you actually read some of the, the source books and adventures, the, the, the data forts get into very complex, um, especially the ones in, in Bartmose's guide. Um, I, I love the Arasaka because it's actually multi-level um, fort, and, and they play with the two dimensions, which is, I always love. Um, So the misconception is these cameras are in the data force. That for uh, an external user halfway across the world can go in and hack these cameras. My opinion is this is a secured facility. Uh, These cameras are definitely not going to be tied to the net. They're going to be locally sourced. There's going to be an internal security system that a net runner is going to have to get on premises and jack into to be able to control these. <clears throat> and again, that brings the action into the game, right? So now, and, and I did that recently, or not recently, but in my last campaign, I did have a netrunner who they never got past the lobby, but his his criteria was to try to um, get into the system and, and try to take take it over. It didn't get that far because um, reasons. Uh, they botched their <laughs> entrance. Um, so that's something that a Netrunner would do, right? Is I'm gonna go in as the cleaning crew, uh, late at night, we go in, jack into the system and try to start taking over the security system Uh, or finding the remotes taking over those remotes now again as a referee you would have to say okay who's monitoring those cameras are they going to see them suddenly face downwards and is that going to cause an alarm Um, is it better for the netrunner to try to hack into this to the security system first which means getting to the camera, jacking into the actual hard line, and overriding it. Or maybe even uh, coming up with a device that the, you give the players that it's like magnetic, you have to just slap it onto the side of a camera and it'll tie into that um, that camera and allow you to take control or, <clears throat> or change the feed and put in a, a loop of the image. Right, so. I think that's the main um, main misunderstanding of net running that I often see that I think a lot of referees point out as a weakness with the system. So that's kind of net running in a, in a general sense raw, right, as written. Um, so let's get into how wisdom uh, has changed it
1: with IU. Uh, I mean, here's the deal with Interlock Unlimited. It is. It was primarily written to be just a generic universal system. So my uh, my computer rules, my hacking rules. They're they're three pages long. They they don't. It it, it eliminates most of the extraneous stuff and and like streamlines the whole process uh, so that it works much more in line with the rest of the, the basic formula for the rest of the system. Like it doesn't feel like you're playing a different game anymore. Um, First off, there's the net runner with, with interlock unlimited uh, Multi roles are are just how it's done. Um, with rules as written, only the net runner can can get into the net at all. Really, uh, with Interlock Unlimited, that's not the case, and anyone can take points uh, in net running. So, anybody can at least try. Uh, beyond that, um. it's uh because it's a multi-genre because it's a, a universal system i i really started to uh or i really tried to cover everything from like the earliest computers when you know hard drives were the size of you know a house uh up to you know the future where you're carrying around cyber modems and then the size of a pack of cigarettes and they do amazing things um how i did that uh was like setting a cpu speed for what's possible or uh, a max cpu for what's possible in any given era um with of course the earliest computers they'd have a max cpu of one because they just they had less processing power than your cell phone uh and then max speeds, uh, which begin at negative ten and get up to plus fifteen, uh, for the for the futuristic stuff. Programs, I don't. There's no long list of programs. There are you create the program, or the program is there for a very specific purpose. Like if you're a music editor, you've got programs that are going to help you. You know produce music. uh, Things like that. And they'll provide like a plus one or plus two to whatever the skill you're trying to use them for. Uh, It's it's much more simplified than as far as the actual computer itself. Uh, Then it gets into things like, uh, you know, you can create a virus and the virus will, you know, either destroy data or transmit messages. It'll Uh, record what people are doing and based on your in the first place the netrunner gets uh, to add his role to the level of his role to two skills uh, programming and interface or programming and system knowledge so you to create a virus you create you write a program uh, and the level of your skill will determine the dc of the virus which is how hard it is to detect, how hard it is to fight off. When it gets into actually like hacking into the computer, um, that evolves at the same rate that the computers themselves are going to going to evolve. Uh, evolve. So, like in the early days of computers, it was super simple. Um, If you could get into the computer, you could fuck it up majorly. As computers evolve, that becomes harder and harder to do. Uh, But more moving parts is also the easier when something does go wrong, the harder it breaks. Uh, To hack a computer, the character must first roll his library search to find the specific target um, via the net uh now you can alternately know the net location of the target and then you don't have to roll that uh such as like you know if if a government official contacts you you've got that guy's ip uh so the library search itself is unnecessary but once you have your target um, the hacker will roll an opposed roll against the targeted computer and it'll be the hacker's intelligence, plus their programming skill, plus their interface, plus their computer speed, uh, plus a d10 versus the target computer's computer speed, CPU, and protection level. Um, it sounds complicated as I explain it that way, but on paper, it's it's very simple.
0: Yeah, because you've probably already added all this up.
1: Yeah. Like if you're using the IU sheets, and I've got hacking sheets just for this, you yeah it's it's all there. When you've already added it up, everything's ready to go. Um, in near future and beyond settings, hacking into a computer ri- requires the character to interface directly via virtual reality. It's your net running stuff. Uh, as it assumed as it is assumed that not only have protection programs escalated to a point that typing commands fast enough by hand is just not feasible uh, but also that computers themselves process so fast that controlling them anyway other than directly via neural interface is also not feasible uh, and that can get quite dangerous up to the modern era a failed role on your uh, by your hacker you just don't get access uh, a failure of more than five p- five points means your IP's been logged. And you can no longer attempt to access. Uh, in addition, for every three points of failure, there's a 10% chance that they traced your location um, and they're telling the police about it or whoever they tell. In the near future, not only does all that occur uh, occur like in a cyberpunk setting, but when using your direct neural interface, when you fail, you also take a, a one die six of damage for every three points of failure that you... Uh, as you set off another data wall in the target computer if if they're present like sometimes you'll find an older computer and they just won't be that stuff uh resulting in an extra d6 of damage the damage is is still an electrical damage and it just represents electrical feedback uh, the damage will heal at a rate of a point a minute even though it is taken through direct neural face at the base of the skull. So it, it can kill you, but if you survive, you'll pretty much be okay. Uh, and this damage, of course, is not doubled, just because, Jesus, why would you? Because
0: <laughs> uh, you're a sadistic... Uh, for you... example... I'm sorry? Because you're a sadistic uh, ref?
1: Yeah, I mean, you could you can be sadistic, but it's not recommended. Uh, for example, young Netrunner, little Timmy, he doesn't know what he's doing yet. He tries to hack into a video store to erase his late fees. Uh, the owner of the video store has a computer that has two data walls set up, and Timmy fails and sets off the computer self-defenses. He takes 2 dice 6 damage. Uh, that's, that's the way that works. Now, if you beat that, The amount of points you beat the target computer by determines the amount of time in rounds times two that you have to spend in the target's computer system before it detects you as a threat again, requiring you once again to oppose the computer. Um, For every round a hacker remains uh, undetected, he may attempt an infiltration action. Um, And there's a chart here for that. Uh, You can make a system knowledge check, delete a file, copy a small file... Copy or edit a mid-size file, edit a small program, things of this nature. You can you can do shit inside that system, be it steal information, implant information, whatever. Um, and the, of course the there are DCs for each of these actions. Like if you're just trying to open a computer program, that's nothing. It's a DC of ten. If you're trying to get into top secret data, that's a DC of 35 plus. I mean, they're going to protect that shit. Um, And during the course of his hack, at any time, they can be noticed by an intruder by a human or an AI on the target system. Uh, Detecting the hacker by the user requires an opposed check. Uh, The formula is, you know, the user, the person who's being hacked it's their intelligence plus awareness notice plus interface plus die 10. While the hacker is intelligence plus system knowledge plus interface plus one die 10. So it's just an opposed role to see if anybody notices anything that's up. Uh, if they do notice, um, the user can attempt, the person being hacked can attempt to trace the program Um I'm making a system knowledge plus interface plus computer speed plus D10 versus the hacker's original infiltration check. or they can enter into computer combat, which at this point it's it's hacker versus user, and it just it, it works like combat outside of it. Um, add the attacker uh, as their intelligence programming skill, interface and computer speed plus a die 10. And the Defender uh, intelligence plus programming skill interface uh, is the same. Same formula. Um, and it, that's just basically how it works. It's, it's a much more simplified version that eliminates all the extraneous it. bullshit.
0: I wouldn't say it's simplified i think it's a little more streamlined in which you don't have to worry
1: about a map um it's well okay by simplified yeah you don't have to worry about the map you don't have to worry about like a book full of fucking programs you don't have to do any of that plus it 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 works like the skills that you use are different but it works in the same way as everything else in cyberpunk right and interlock does that is just you know your skills and modifiers plus a roll versus the target's DC, which is, of course, modified right. by whatever it's got going on. And you don't have any like, special um, attacks
0: that can happen either, so...
1: Right. I mean, there's all sorts of things you can do in there, but it's it's all fairly straightforward. Like, the, the math might be get, would get hard if you don't have the shit written out for you already, but, in effect, it's a, it's a much more, it's much simpler to use than rules as written. Right. Um, <clears> throat>
0: that's, throat> yeah, it,
1: that, that pretty much takes care of the interlock unlimited method.
0: That's pretty straightforward. Um, so, I do have a version as well. If you go into my sites, um, and you go to the quick NR... Open this on the side. There's one other program or one
1: other utility. I out. mean, for IU, the whole everything from like how to build a computer to like computer hacking and combat—it's only three pages long. So, right. with images.
0: So my system, um, again, was trying to simplify the complexity of 2020 into just a couple of roles. Uh, so one is go off and build tr- build base link, right? So trace, um, my suggestion is to go off and use my utility that allows you to build trace, which is this wonderful thing. So here I would say I'm gonna start off in Night City. And then let's just say I start off here, right? Travel, travel, travel. And I come to here. Look at that. And that's, I go hack it. That's beautiful. So I hack this. I'm now going to go up to the region. And then I'm going to go hack this to build some trace. Uh, and then I'm going to go over here to San Francisco. Build some more trace. And then I'm going to come back here and head back into the city and then i'm going to uh head over to arasaka so <clears throat> also in my t- utility i actually added in the hacking difficulty um that it uses my system so this is arasaka right and i tell that oops, has a Sysop, technically there should be an AI, but the choice of whether a system has a Sysop or and or AI is a random role for every data fort here. Just keep that in mind. I just probably should uh, actually implement it a little better. But for now, this is what I use. So I, I build up my trace, which is trace six. So I'm ready to go to the next step. So the next step is do the intrusion right so i you're as a gm i'm going to determine whether or not i have a data wall give a data wall and a code gate strength uh for that data fort uh so they can be different the netrunner again you're you're unlike uh wisdom system i'm actually going to have programs so you want to pick either a decryptor or an intrusion program and you tell me whether you're going through the data wall or you're going through the data co- or the code gate, and you figure it out just like rules is written. Um, roll, roll a D10 plus a strength versus the strength plus a D10. Uh, if you're using a noisy program, that'll actually add in uh, a difficulty into um, the next roll. right? So as you can see here, A hammer can be heard 10 spaces away so add five to the difficulty row so it's based on half the number of spaces that that program is noisy there's ones that are you know 20 square feet or 20 squares so keep that in mind so i'm trying to use um cyberpunk 2020 system and their programs into the system uh once i've gotten that as a Netrunner, like Derek says, is I'm gonna first calculate everything um, to come up with what's called my program modifier. And the program modifier is for each type of program, anti-system, evasion, anti-program. I'm gonna add up all the strengths. Um, I can only have one of each type. So I can only have three programs adding their strengths together. Uh, once I've added all or looked at the strengths, I then determine what is going to be the modifier. So if it's a strength one to three, it's a plus one. For four to six, plus two. And yes, this is a little complex, but again, you would just quickly do this. Um, I probably should integrate it into my my other programs to, to do this all this calculation for you. I think I actually do. So if you actually create a character, the cyber deck, the, pro, the, the PM will actually automatically created for you. So you do not even have to worry about it. So again, using my tools, remember, cybersmiley.net. Um, so once I get this program modifier, I then roll the Netrunner's uh, intelligence, their interface, plus the deck speed, plus this po- uh, program modifier versus the data fork difficulty. And again, each data fort will have its listing. Um, as you can see, 30 is pretty damn strong, so you better be a good net runner, um, especially if there's a SISOP and an AI in that data fort. Um, you know, it's, it becomes almost really, you need to roll high, even if you are a good programmer, right? So think about it, if you have intelligent 10, re- interface of 10, that's 20 get a speed of five plus program modifier you can get up to a plus 12 so that's 37 so going against a 40 you got a 70% chance you're gonna be successful um, so that's of course being Bartmos so even though and then again Bartmos is interface I think 13 so he automatically gets um, so what happens is as a referee, I can then say, okay, I'm gonna need so many of these roles to get the certain amount of data, right? So maybe it's, if the data is buried somewhere in the data fort and the the Netrunner's looking for four bits of data or four pieces of information. Um, I really don't get into viruses, although uh, as a referee, I would kind of ballpark it with the with the Um, player um, on what they were trying to achieve. But again, they would still have to make this roll. So they make these rolls. If they fail, they then determine the margin of failure. So if I try to hack into a black system, luckily there's no Sysop or AI, and I roll a 23, I missed it by seven. So if I miss it by seven, I then go to the charts, right? So it's a a black data fort. I miss by seven um call into internet uh warrant issue trace attempt as a result um so the so basically there's a trace attempt at at, after them um as a result of one through five um so basically a trace attempt at strength nine is done against the person Again, if I go back to my trace build, I have six. So I roll a D10, hopefully they don't trace me, right? However, with a trace of nine, good chance that they are gonna trace me. Um, if I failed the roll even worse, then it's going to cause more damage, um, causing my deck uh, to freeze, uh, trace attempts as a result from the above, uh, you could also lose all your programs from your deck, and even the severe, right, if you're really bad, i.e. you roll a one and fumble, um, you, there's a good chance you're going to be taking damage, right, and a, a weeful runner is definitely not, is going to die if they try to go against a, a black ops, or sorry, a black system. Um so that's my system it's a little it's definitely a little complex but it's a, it's a little more simplistic um, when dealing with net running
1: plus well, so you've got all the groovy tools that that make it fun
0: and I made the groovy tools to make it fun to, to, to help out the, <laughs> the, the players uh, with it so <clears throat> the the next thing I, I, I do when it comes to net running is, <clears throat> I might just boil it down to a couple roles, right? Um, hey, okay, you're going to defeat this, try to break into this system, and I go into a narrative, right? Okay, you see this um, complex structure of, for, for example, with Arasaka, you see a Japanese medieval uh, fortress in front of you. Do you go through the gate? Do you go through the wall? Um, you go through the gate, find, we'll do the code gate the, the, or the data wall, the intrusion. Um, you get into the, this one area, um, you see two hounds, uh, you have invisibility, they don't notice you. You go further, right? And you don't have to use a map to kind of describe this out, right? You, you tell the player, well, from your sources, they, you, are actually it's Sia, which is a program that you should tell your, your debt runners to use, is you'll be able to see the, what things actually are in this virtual space. So you'll notice that the, the hounds are actual hounds um, or dog program, or you see a food dog, in reality, it's actually a service. Uh, you try to avoid that and escape detection And you notice a chest that you definitely understand is a uh, MU. You head over to the chest, you open it up, there's all these scrolls. You start unrolling the scrolls to figure out what data you're looking for. And eventually you find the heading you're looking for. You find, oh, it's encrypted, decrypt it, and kind of play it that way. Um, That way is a little more quicker when dealing as opposed to this right doing doing the, the data for map because what you're doing is okay i go one two three four five i move here i attack this program you know do that okay now i'm going to head over to this mu by going one, two, three, four, five. Oh, i got a program i gotta attack it i'll defeat it now i'm going to search that you know so that you're kind of Removing the the, the the calculations of where you are in the fort and making it more of a narrative, um, which also will speed up uh, net running within 2020. And again, you could use the narrative concept within um, within uh, Cyberpunk 2013, which they kind of allude to, uh, and you could probably do it within uh, Cyberpunk Red. Um, red is a little more odder because it's a binary tree uh, structure which basically you go from you're in an elevator and you go floor by floor um, so that's a little odd on how mm-hmm. to do that and, and turning that into kind of a narrative um, but you do a little bit of narrative like what programs you phase versus uh, what you counter next so Any of those systems of using what we've described is by all means helps with net running. And don't, in my opinion, don't be afraid to allow a player to be a net runner. One caveat to that is you need to stress, stress to the net runner, whatever system you decide to use, that they know the rules as well as you Yes.
1: Because absolutely on my
0: last campaign, my player who wanted to be in that runner. I stressed to him, listen, you need to read the rules. Yep. Yep. I'll read the rules. Like you have to read the rules. You have to know what's going on. If you want to become a net runner. Yep. I want to be a net runner and I will learn the rules. Didn't pick up the book. Didn't read anything constantly yeah. asking me my opinion on what I should do. And I'm like, I gave you, I told you in the beginning, this is on you, not me. If you want to play this character, you need to know the rules. And every time he did a net run, it would be like, okay, so what are the rules? And that is what dragged the play down for for the net runner. Is that the net runner did not know the rules that they should know. And especially if they have an interface of more than two they should know the rules as a player and the character <laughs> should know. the. Rules. I mean, every
1: now and then having to like update someone on, you know, what's available to them is one thing, but if they don't even bother to, yeah, just at that point, no, no, we're just going to go back to net runners as NPC. Yep. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, if the player's not willing to, to learn it, um, because that's, the re- that's where the quickness happens. Is the players know what to roll, when to roll it, and how to achieve their goal. If they're constantly yeah, it's, struggling it's, and asking you, and God, you know, I don't know all the rules at any particular time, I sometimes have to look them up too, because maybe there's an obscure rule that this netrunner is finally using. And instead of them learning the rule and telling me how it works... I have to go up and look it up, and that's the killer to the gameplay.
1: Yeah, I mean, it, it's like any other rule. Like you expect the player to know how to, you know, roll a skill check, or you know, how to shoot someone in in game, how combat works. If you're gonna play a, a netrunner, you need to know the rules, not just the GM, because it when you don't. It drags the game down to a crawl for everyone because you're in the net. They all have to wait for you to get done with what you're doing. Yep. Now, we've talked about the official rules uh, as they were written in the main book. We've talked about how we do it. It's worth mentioning that, you know, there were some alternative rules uh, from the official sources. The most interesting and perhaps the most fun of the alternative 2020 net running rules were presented in Rachel Marvosa's Brainware Blowout. Uh, in, in the late 90s, Wizards of the Coast, uh, when they were still pretty new, I mean, magic was a thing, but it, it wasn't anything like it is now. They. Got the license uh, for a game called Netrunner from our Talsorian game. Uh, and with Brainware Blowout, it gave you the rules to use that card game, that collectible card game, as your net running rules for within the the role-playing game. So you would just like you and the GM would sit down and you would play the card uh, around of the card game really quick. It if you knew the rules, it, it took maybe 5-10 minutes. Uh. And it was, it was fun. If the GM trusted the player, he could trust the player to... Like, for small things, just run it by himself on the side and just give you the results. Um. We used that for a long time. Because it was fun. Uh. The cards, however, soon got to be really expensive and really hard to find. Um, now, you can now find databases of the cards online as well as automated programs that will let you play. Uh, I linked to a couple of those on my site. I don't know if they're still active. It's been a while since I looked. Um, but I'm sure you can still find the cards themselves online. Um, if you want a fun alternative way to do it, there's that. Uh there's a new netrunning game. They bought the the rights to the name Netrunner from Wizards of the Coast, but it's not tied into our Saurian at all, as far as I know. Um, in addition, and I would be I would very be very lax not to mention it. There is an excellent, I mean fantastic fan resource out there called run.net and it's it's written by some friends of ours from the views from the edge forum uh i very much recommend that it's it's a little bit more complicated than either will or mine system um but it's much more it's a much better alternative than the rules as written um it, it it streamlines it not to the degree that we have, but or even the degree that Red has, but it's a much more balanced look at net running.
0: Yep. Yeah, so um again I, I think we kinda covered the whole subject. And like I said, I saw a lot of people in the community, A, either trashing net running, um, which I get, right? Because there's always that misconception. Um, but uh, for run net, is that what you're asking? Ron? You can
1: find it the view from the edge forum. Here's the link. Uh, there's an entire subsection of the forum devoted to it. You'll probably have to actually join the forum, like sign up to access it. But uh, yeah, Run.net's fantastic. It's written by Companero and Interrupt. Uh, originally, other people have contributed to it, of course, because it's a kind of a group project. But they're the ones who started the whole thing. That's where a lot of the old school legends are. Uh, of cyberpunk used to gather and in fact uh, a lot of the contributors to uh, my work, that's that's where I know them from. Run.net is the name of the system. It's not a website. Uh, Rob, I'm, I'm sorry about the confusion there. Um, there are it's, it's hosted on other places. I don't know them off the top of my head at the moment.
0: So, that link is the forum. Um, it might be in there, or you might be able to ask them. Um, I'm surprised you don't have a link on your your site somewhere.
1: Uh, I probably do. It's, it's one of those. The problem is. It, it's, yeah, it's one of those things that gets buried. Whether it's a um, thing or... We'll find... We'll find there's money. also some other people who, you know, were, came in late and tried to take all the credit for it. Right. Uh, so, I'm very careful with, you know, where I send people to find it.
0: Talking about just yeah, so that's something that I would say definitely. People in the Cyberpunk Twenty Twenty or even um, uh, Facebook group, or probably your group as well. But.
1: I mean, I'm pretty sure I've got it in my file project. Let me take a look there really quick. Uh, da, 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 da. I got to help you organize your Archives. And make these things
0: work better. I know you're mad mind. You you can find everything, but.
1: You know, I'd like to say that. The truth is, is I have no clue what I'm doing half the time. There's so much
0: (laughs) uh, hidden stuff in your site. Like all your gear stuff,
1: um, it's not hidden. Done with the text section.
0: <laughs> well, like all the, your gear, like you have gear in the Ultra Chrome, you have gear in your uh, your source books. Some of it's linked together, some of it's not.
1: Yeah, I can see how that could be could get confusing. Um, oh, net running, duh. There's a whole section um archives yeah here we go uh, this is the uh, a beta of run.net i don't know how close to how many versions have come out since then yeah. but this will give you the basic rundown i've tried to keep it updated but
0: um keep in mind it might not work on current oss
1: what my website
0: uh no run.net isn't
1: it, a... uh, it should just be a PDF.
0: Oh, the PDF? Yeah. I thought it would, they, there was a program, wasn't there, back in the day that someone made?
1: Not that I'm aware of. As far as I know, it's always just been uh, uh, a web article. Like, it's oh. just text. Yeah, because I think I
0: have a .NET, pro, or not a .NET, a, a very old school old
1: DOS program. Oh, yeah, I'm not familiar with that. Um. Hmm.
0: Yeah, we're talking like old school stuff.
1: I mean, a lot of that stuff is just lost to antiquity. I've tried to save as much of it as I can with the archives. Um. Like the Wayback Machine usually won't have copies of any Yeah. Any of that type of thing. Just like images, they, they they're the first to go.
0: Damn, I could've sworn I had some old school program that I can never get working on my
1: machine. Well, Yeah, there were a lot of those, too, written for very specific OSs. Um, um, usually Linux. Paper Dragon has. That's what I would have suggested, is, is check out, you know, uh, Paul Romain's site. Uh, who knows? Yeah, Paul Romain But the yeah.
0: one who actually got me into...
1: I used to uh, hang out with him all the time on, like, ICQ. And...
0: Yep. Yep. <laughs> Good old days. Like,
1: yeah, I don't know how. Well, yeah, they're... ICQ and all uh... oh, the news groups. FRP, Wreck R- R- 20, Cyberpunk news groups. Back when those existed. I'm sure they still exist, but I don't know of anybody who still uses them for anything. No, that's because I don't still use them for anything, so... They could be still popular. I know people still use Usenet, so... for uh... IRC chat, shit like that, so... Who the fuck knows? Old school ways. Uh...
0: Give me a second, uh, Rob, I will get the link as well. So so paper dragons yes. um, uh, dash or paper dragon.com. Um, that's some old school uh, utilities. Um, I gained some inspiration from that site for my own utilities, so um, yeah he hasn't touched that code hey, in, a month. in 20 months so keep that in mind not 20 months 20 years So to keep that in mind when you go to his site um the second link i gave which was the uh, file project details that's the pdf for uh run.net um but yeah we're a little bit over but i think um i think it was a good good night overall a uh, lot to talk about, uh, especially with uh, Cyberpunk 2077 and Edge Runners and all that fun stuff that's upcoming. Um, and then net running I think, covered most of it. Hopefully people find it useful, uh, at least our, our thinkings of, of how to do Netrunning. And again, there, there's not just ours. There's probably uh, quite a few more out there that on how they do it. Um, but in my opinion, don't be afraid to to allow netrunners and and like I said, if you do allow netrunners, whatever system you choose, make sure that player knows the rules Um,
1: yeah, pick a system, stick with it
0: All right. with that said uh, I think I think that's about going to call it a wrap for tonight
1: you got anything else yeah that's you need to cover? I mean we net running is a is kind of like the minutiae of it is it, it's like it is in the game. it's like it is in real life. like yeah. it sounds exciting but then talking about it kind of drags <laughs> down and becomes tedious. Uh, so for anybody who's still awake listening to us, yeah yeah uh, we presented you with several different ways to to accomplish net running. Um, I hope you find one that's useful for you and your game.
0: Yes. So, all right. So um, I guess we'll wrap this up. Uh, I am CyberSmiley. You can find me on several of discords as well as Reddit. Uh, I don't do Facebook or Twitter. Sorry, those places are too toxic for me. Um, But you can also check out my site at CyberSmiley.net. That's CyberSmiley without the last E. Uh, I got fun utilities there, some rules, some data, uh, a bunch of stuff that hopefully not only for Cyberpunk 2020, but also Cyberpunk Red. Um, So go check that out. Uh, Over to you, Wisdom.
1: Wisdom 000. Uh, I run datafortress2020.com. You can find pretty much anything you're looking for there, except for the groovy programs that he writes uh i am here on discord although it kind of overwhelms me sometimes so i don't i'm not i'm slow to respond you can also find me on facebook you can get a hold of me through my email which is on my site uh (laughs) if you still got aim or icq you might be able to find me there um as always please uh please send us messages with any uh, questions, complaints, or criticisms, yep. suggestions, anything like that. We love to hear that stuff. Any kind of feedback we get from you guys. I uh, want to thank uh, Rob Mulligan and Cyberpunk Uncensored for hosting us.
0: Uh, Cybernation Uncensored.
1: Is that not what I said? What did I say?
0: <coughs> Cyberpunk. I know.
1: All- oh, I, I did your thing. Yeah. Yeah. Cybernation Uncensored. Um, uh, great guys great group we're proud to be a part of it yeah. uh,
0: and we also have a yeah. channel on their discord um, that I often go to um, so if you post something there I will respond um, also if you're watching this on YouTube I try to get to uh, any of the comments uh, on the on the YouTube versions of these um, And try to uh, answer some questions I'm not I don't go to every single episode on a a regular basis but uh, I try to uh, at least stop in and just take a look to see if there's any chatter on on, uh, any of these videos so so with that said I think we can wrap this up another show Um, our next episode we're going to be covering uh, Solos Fortune 2 because we just couldn't get it to it and yeah. uh solo fortune was well i thought was was going to be easy uh because i didn't think there was turned out to much. be
1: a lot in there yeah and
0: solo fortune 2 has a lot more um, cause I, I reread it recently and damn they pack a lot of stuff in those books um so we'll see you in uh two weeks uh and enjoy and definitely go out and play cyberpunk 2077 uh it's a fun
1: and game. 2020 and red and whatever else you can play yeah uh play, games play is the key folks it keeps you from getting old
0: that it does all right i'm out
1: good night people see you soon